Hello friends, and welcome to episode 39 of From the Van. It's a podcast from my van, where I have conversations with people who have relationships with residential vehicles. Uh, I'm your host, Marty Benson, and today's episode features Angela McCurran. Angela owns a house in Phoenix, Arizona that she normally rents out, and when it's rented or she's traveling, she lives in a 1992 Ford Econoline camper. I just met her the other day. We did this YouTube thing with our buddy Jared, and when she, I invited her on the podcast, and when she came over today, she really showed up, man. We had a great conversation. She was super vulnerable and open. Um, we talked about broken relationships, uh, the perception of people who live in vans by people who don't, and uh, we had a really great conversation. Um, sometimes I feel like this this podcast is just free therapy for me. And uh, I'm okay with that, guys. <laughs> to the extent that you enjoy it, uh, that just pleases me even more. Uh, please enjoy episode 39 of From the Van, featuring my new friend, Angela McCurran. So, Angela, we're podcasting now. Okay. Um, where are you from? Uh, from a little bit of all over, but I've been calling Phoenix home the last three years or so. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you grow but, up? I grew up in Colorado and then mostly Iowa. Okay. And then after that, lived in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And nice. And in New Orleans okay. for a while. And then back to Iowa and then Phoenix. Wow, you have bounced around. Yeah. We <laughs> went to, I had never been to the Midwest before, but we went through... Uh, and visited a friend in Minneapolis okay. and we, we stayed in Chicago for a little while and went yeah. to Detroit, which was, um, way more, it was ev all of the blight that you hear about, you yeah. know, I was really <laughs> interested to drive around. I was like, it can't be that bad. And then we were driving around. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't rough. actually been in Detroit, like outside of the airport that I flown through oh, really? there a lot, but I haven't been to Detroit. Okay. <laughs> so why are you in Phoenix now? Um, at the time I was working remote and thought like we, I was married at the time and my ex, we'd been moving around with his job every two years, to, like small towns. And oh, wow. What was places, he doing? Uh, working with barges and logistics for a like agricultural company. And mm -hmm. so like, as long as we were along the Mississippi river, they'd oh. move us like up and down, but it was like small rural kind of backwards towns a lot of the time. Interesting. Um, and I worked remote and like, he didn't love his job. I'm like, what are we doing? Like living in these places when we could move someplace and both of us had visited friends in Phoenix and just been like, oh, wow, like it's really nice here. Um, so I moved to Phoenix and uh, mainly like be able to be outdoors more of the year. Okay. Well, I don't know Phoenix. I've only driven through there. So okay. what's, what's the yeah. allure there? Why um, do you like it? I love the hiking there. Like okay. access, like really easy access to hiking. Yeah. So you like seven, 10 minutes away. And then like within an hour and a half, you can get all kinds of access and like the like restaurant like dining out drinking scene mm. is also good um loved that it. it had a huge airport all my family lives scattered around the country uh -huh. and friends and so figured at the time if i live someplace that's got a good airport i can see them cheaper yeah yeah <laughs> um so a combination of things the summer suck there but after living in minneapolis it's wherever, hot as shit is yeah, that, yeah yeah it's really hot um but minneapolis like you'd have three or four good months out of a year mm -hmm. and the rest of it shitty and so i'm like i I swear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah you guys do whatever you want to do. This is not Jared Tachi's freaking clean YouTube channel. Um, and I'm so, so glad that Colette was the one that cussed, yeah. and then he did it the other night, and yeah. not me. 
<laughs> so you have to endure a couple of hot months, but yeah. apart from that, it's really. But other than that, it's like a really great season. And now, like with the ideal goal is, if I settle down and like stay more local to a spot, to be in Phoenix half the year, and then someplace on the West Coast, yeah. like further north, the other part of the year. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what uh, what do you do? Um, so I was working in like corporate wellness as a product designer manager like looking into partnerships okay um but right before i got back to arizona this last time my company did a bunch of layoffs and so right now i'm soul searching to figure out what i'm doing because yeah. i don't have that job anymore so i'm trying to start my own business doing um like online coursework around resiliency and stress management that, okay like, will culminate in retreats mm-hmm. um I don't know for sure if it'll be like women or like both women and men, uh-huh. uh, but essentially retreats that like expose people to nature through hiking and yoga and just like the healing powers that it can have when you're outdoors. Yeah. So that's what I'm working to start. That sounds now. awesome. Yeah. yeah. My parents, uh, back in the day, they don't do it anymore, but they used to, um, do these extravagantly expensive, uh, biking trips okay. where you would like fly to France. Yeah. And they'd have a bike to your, you send them your, you know, vitals and they have them to your specifications or whatever. And I always kind of fantasized about being one of the tour guides on those things just because it would be like, you're riding a bike around a lot with like athletic people who like, you know, are into drinking wine and and stuff. (laughs) Um, So that seems like a dope, a dope business if you can get it going. Just my passions there. And when I got divorced, like escaping to nature was just such Uh a like healing spot for me. And and so many people, it's been crazy traveling around the summer and running into people that I like met a girl in Acadia National Park Mm -hmm. that got divorced last year. And she was up there on kind of like a healing journey. And I walked her back to her car because we stayed like talking after sunset for a while. It's like I walked her back because she didn't have a flashlight. And she's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to pull out my like sleeping bag and land at the stars and like stare at the stars for a while. And she like looked up and she's like, oh my gosh, look at all the stars. And that was the second time in her life that she'd been, because she grew up in New York City, that she'd even like been able to see the stars. She's like, there's Uh so many up there. And she ended up like sitting out there with me for a while. I'm like, so many people like just don't know like what Mm -hmm. you can get by being out in nature. And yeah, that's a cool thing to be able to shepherd people into that sort of experience. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like I grew up in a big county in South Carolina that's very backwards and and all of that and it but it's it's one I think it's the largest county east of the Mississippi okay but there are people who grew up in our county that have never been to the ocean yeah and Myrtle Beach is like this huge tourist destination that's right there yeah and something that the the touchstone for me pun intended is a rock Mm -hmm. like where I grew up there's no such thing as a rock every it's swamp and so everything's sand if you see a rock that's this big like the size of a quarter or larger it was imported from somewhere even gravel and everything like that and while new york city is a place that everybody should experience you also need to like get out of of that stuff too i had a buddy who used to when i was living in la who used to organize these uh, these hiking trips. Okay. And it was, for some reason, it was always like a nighttime, like full moon hiking trip. Yeah. And it was really awesome. We got lost in Joshua Tree for yeah. five hours one night. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you go about that? What's your game plan? You have a website or something? I'm building a website right now. Okay. Yeah. And so like, I've just been blessed. I've had a few doors open up with different, um, like talking to friends, connecting me with someone that like used to have like a backpacking LLC that she would take women out hiking. So I met with her, like talk about like 
what like pros and cons would you point mm-hmm. out? And then I have another friend that's like wanting to get into designing online coursework. So yeah. we're taking time to be like, what do we each want to like do topics around? If we come back together with those same topics, we're going to build it together. And if uh-huh. not, he's a male. And with me being female, we said we'll be each other's like first point of view on each of yeah, the content sure. we create. So you can give each other perspective. So creating the website and I want to try on Instagram, my posts are really long captions. And so I'm like, I'm basically already blogging on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So trying to start like more blogging. And then I think going through when I am in Phoenix, I work the front desk at a yoga studio in mm-hmm. exchange for my membership and then okay. do some online work for just to keep my membership when I'm not in town. And so I'm thinking I'm going to use like that avenue through like yoga studios and some of the resorts in Phoenix to mm-hmm. get my name out as far as I have like a health coaching certificate and start, I don't know, trying that way to kind of put my name out there mm-hmm. of what's available. Um, I don't know that my voice is loud enough for social media yet to like get clientele sure. that way. So I'm not sure, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, I think it just, everyone's just like, try something, put it out there. And I'm hoping, um, the lady I met with that did the, um, hiking LLC, she said like it started with her friends and then her friends the next year brought like friends of friends. And then those friends eventually were coming without the original friends. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also like leaning on my network to be like, okay, spread the word. (laughs) Sure. Sure. That's something that I really have been kicking myself for lately is people like helping you out, yeah. you know, and I'm shit about like mm-hmm. asking for things, Yeah, you know, I just want it to happen yep. organically or naturally or whatever. But like, if you don't, if people don't know what you want, right. then how are they going to give it to yeah. you? Right. And yeah. You know, why are you in San Diego right now? Um, my girlfriend from college, like a really, really good friend that I met in college lives out here uh-huh. and it's her first, um, holiday post-divorce or having like a girl's mm. like just weekend of it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun together. Very cool. Yeah. Um, that's that's been like I'm so podcast rich right now. That's, yeah. I and I imagine this is the same in Phoenix. I want to talk to you about hiking there, but like for me living in Encinitas, yeah. Um, the the winter a is my favorite time anyway, yeah. just because it never gets cold, actually cold yeah. here. But also, all of my van friends end up here for yeah. some reason. And the reason is because it never gets right. cold here, right? <laughs> They're like exploring up in Canada and yeah. New England and stuff. And, yep. then, and then they come here for the winter. Um, what's the temperature in Phoenix right now? Uh, it's probably, I'd have to look today. But like when I left town on Tuesday, it was in the like mid 60s. Okay. So it'll go between like, we get like cold weather sometime in the winter. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it'll be like maybe 80s during the day and like 50s at night. So Whoa. Like pretty good weather. Do you have hills course. around there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you once you get up on some of the, we call them mountains, but like once you get up on like some of the mountains, you can see like how not flat Phoenix actually is. <laughs> You're gonna stay here. Um, and then within like 45 minutes drive of the city, there's like a big mountain range called the Superstition Mountains, mm-hmm. and you can disperse camp out. Oh, cool! There and just tons of amazing like hiking. national forest or something. Um, it's not be it's just public land. Yeah, yeah. Cool. There's so much of that. Part in the of it's West. national forest. It. There's tons yeah. of national forest out there, and some of it, I think, is just I don't know. It's not BLM, but I'm not sure what it mm. is. So what's up with your van? Tell me about your van. Yeah. So I got my van in May. Um, it was my um, my uncle's first. He'd bought it from a an old dentist that used to use it for like barbecue fest. So it's a 1992 okay. Econoline, um, Ford Econoline. But it only has, it had 50,000 miles on it when I bought it. Whoa. Yeah. That's um, crazy. So like the, the dentist that owned it before my uncle would drive it to barbecue fest and like barbecue it was just a in tailgating it. Just video, tailgating. Uh, and then my uncle did like two road trips with it and yeah. that's it. And so, um, I was kind of nervous about buying an older van, but it's a class B camper van. And so it came with like 
a toilet and a shower, a stove, Whoa. Um, a fridge that like runs on propane. Okay. And so it's fully self-contained and then like it's got a fold down couch in it. Uh-huh. Um, so it's been um, like worked really well. I put, I think, 12,000 miles on it so far since I bought it. When did you get it? I got it in May. So like okay. right before Memorial Day. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, like I've had pretty good luck. I, my first weekend in it, I went to Moab uh-huh. um, and met up. That was like a great spot in the, like right before summer to meet the van community. Mm-hmm. I like, ran into this huge group. We ended up like camping out in the desert when I like circled the vans up, had a big bonfire, yeah. lasers, music. And the next day, um, one of the friends was like, I want to get like this killer drone shot of all the vans going down the canyon together, like going out a different way than we came. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a road that was like solid for sedans. But it was actually a four by four Jeep trail. Oh boy. <laughs> so I like knocked a main part off like the bottom of my van <laughs> for like my black and gray water tank. Um, which is like I it like just ended up being like a start of an adventure mm-hmm. with it. But it was a great way to initially meet people out there mm-hmm. and like found out from uh, meeting up with that group met um Kristen who runs like Barefoot Theory. Mm-hmm. Um and so she was doing like a van fest this summer in McCall, Idaho, Open Roads Fest. Okay. And so then like met a lot of van community through that as well. So nice. like was able to jump in right away in the van. How that sounds like a lot of amenities in an econo line. Yeah. Is it does it have a tall top? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got like technically I call it my attic. You know, some people in the back call their garage, but uh-huh. I have like a spot you could sleep up top where like the bed would pull out mm-hmm. over the driver's seat bunk kind of. Um, but I use that all for storage up top. Okay. But, yeah, it's tall enough. I can, I don't know how tall the ceiling probably is, maybe like seven feet. Or you can stand in it. Yeah, I can stand yeah. in it easily. I can, I can stand on my couch and like kind of squat down, like put stuff up on the top uh-huh. layer. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I saw a picture of it online now that I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, do you live in it? So I did. I had four months straight in it this summer that I was living in it full okay. time. And then my I own a house in Phoenix that uh-huh. I have on VRBO and Airbnb. Okay. And so I've been back for three weeks just kind of like getting that in like ready for prime rental season. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't been in it as much like I'll only be back in Phoenix for a, a, like less than a week in December. But I consider myself probably more nomadic than fully like full time van life, because mm-hmm. um, I like travel a t- yeah. ton as well, just seeing family and friends. Um, but I'll be back in my van probably full time, like mid December through I'm guessing mid April, based on like what my house rental is looking like. Okay, so. that's super cool. We we have some friends in town here who they've got a buddy. Where does he live? Alaska or something. Okay. Who has a van that he keeps at their house? Okay. And they'll Airbnb their house sometimes. Well, oh, they yeah. just had a kid, so they're not doing this as much yeah. now. But when their when their house would rent or yeah. whatever, they'd just go stay in the van, yeah. you know, around town or whatever. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I think I've yeah. had like three rentals since I've been back. So I'm like, I'm here, but I'm not. And like friends are like, are you at your house or are you out in the desert right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out in the desert. And I mean, it's so beautiful this time of year. And I spend like every weekend I'm like out backpacking or hiking or camping. Yeah. Anyways, I'm like, I might as well be in the van and for sure it was actually a hard adjustment being back in a house for several weeks and <laughs> i'm going to my parents house yeah. uh on so my sister and i decided to buy tickets for uh like a week before christmas just because okay. it's cheaper yep and we don't want to travel at the actual christmas so yeah. we're going on like the 15th or the 17th or something and i haven't taken a flight okay since i got the oh, van yeah. because i drove home over the holidays yeah. all the way across the country last okay. year and that just wasn't going to work this year. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'm flying and I'm scared. Like yeah. I'm gonna sleep like shit in my parents' yeah. house. I know it. Yep. The only the only building that I've stayed in recently is my sister's house because we dog sit for her. She okay. travels a lot. And Colette and Spin and Figment and I in the van is just a little too much. Yeah. It's like we've done it once or twice, but it's a yeah. little, it's a lot. But like I don't I'm not, I'm, I'm like anxious about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember this, uh, so my van, like being old, the one negative with it is it gets like crap gas mileage. So, oh like, yeah. Maybe on a good day, like 12 miles per gallon, but mm -hmm. usually like more like 10. And it's so, like when I went, I did like a New England road trip this summer and I was like, like pricing out. I was like, I think gas is in like $1,500 or something crazy. And I was like, I can fly out there, rent an SUV and just like sleep in that the whole time mm -hmm. and like bring my like, like little camp stove and whatever. Um, but I was telling my dad when I was coming back, so I left my van in Washington. I was like, I haven't, I was like, I've been gone like over three months. I haven't at one point missed my house, like my physical house in Phoenix, which has my stuff in it still since I'm renting it out. And I was like, but I'm like really missing my van. I'm like missing uh -huh. my bed in my van. He's uh -huh. like, that's weird. You might not want to tell people that. I was like, no, but it's my home dad. Like my point is like, this became my home. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's a question that I like asking yeah. everybody too, just because it fascinates me because I go through ebbs and flows okay. of feeling self-conscious about being quote unquote homeless or yeah. whatever it is. And there's all of this stigma mm -hmm. around this decision that we right. are making or have made or yep. whatever. And I come from a background as a like environmental, um, environmental advocate and anti-car person yeah and i wish i had had this it's, it's one of the one of those moments where it's like what i should have said was yeah <laughs> but like one of our city council members who in town who doesn't know that he knows me but okay. he doesn't know that i don't think he knows that i live in a van okay um we were talking about a safe parking lot for people who are like um not electively yeah. living in a vehicle but yep. like don't have a better option yeah um and I spoke in favor of that. Mm -hmm. And after the meeting, he was like, I was really surprised because you're such an anti-car guy. Yeah. And what I wanted to say was, I'm such an anti-car person that if you have a vehicle, you better live in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it's taking up too much space right. otherwise. So my, qu my question is like, what's your relationship with that perception? Hmm. How how are your friends and your family yeah. and the people that you care about how they feel about yeah. you? How are they reacting to your yeah. decision? They're all so people have been really supportive, but it's interesting. It's like my friend that was with us when we did the YouTube video the other night. Yeah, yeah, that was her first time. Like, she's like, we've joked because we both got divorced in the last two years. Uh -huh. We call each other like our significant others. Like the stupid stuff you call your like significant other about. Like, guess what just happened? And you hang uh -huh. up two minutes later. Yeah. That's what we call each other, you know, yeah. about. And so she's heard like all like the details of van life and mm -hmm. like the ups and downs and like loneliness and how many like how long it's been since I showered like trying to find a bathroom like mm -hmm. she's heard all that this summer so she understands it better than anyone else but we left and she was like I was sitting there like all these girls are pretty and, like everyone seems really clean everyone seems normal <laughs> and I was like yeah and she's like I mean I know you but I just figured you were like the odd one out and everyone right. else was like a bunch of like I don't know like dirty people like with like odd personalities right. <laughs> like I don't so it was just interesting knowing that she like knew like intimate details of like how life Your was being in a van yeah. and was still so such like shocked that it was a normal community right um and so like my parents are supportive um of it but like behind my back they're telling everyone like how worried or like they can't wait for me oh. to be home and 
it kind of like it bummed me out this summer. I was visiting family in Boston and um, my brother and his wife live next door to like the family that they rent their house from. And it's like that family, this is a longer story, like the landlords have a brother that lives in Phoenix who also went through like a divorce more recently. And they're like, we're within a couple of years of age. So they're like, oh, like your brother, like your sister, our brother, we should hook them up. And they're telling me this. And I was like, yeah, but did you tell him I'm a dirty hippie that lives in my van? Like joking around. He's like, no, I told him that you were like doing soul searching, like on a road trip to see the national park. She's like, but you still own a house. And I was like, but that shouldn't qualify me as being better than anyone else that mm. chooses to live in a van. So it, it bummed me because I was like, I have a house, but I use that for income to rent yeah. that out. Um, and why does that make me any less like, I don't know, like, why does that make me like more understandable when people are like, yeah, but you have like an actual job and you have a house. And I'm like, Huh. Yeah. I don't think that that should matter. Like my friends that are doing this, that have sold everything. I have mad respect for like right. to like get rid of like everything in my house and like only have like a tiny, like box of books or like childhood mementos. Like that's what I find most people have done or uh-huh. to have all your wardrobe in one place. Like I haven't made that big leap mm-hmm. yet. Um, so yeah, so I, I like go back and forth on being surprised at like how supportive like my community is, but then also they hold like such stereotypes, I think in their heads about like, what it is or what the other people are doing. Like I'm normal, but everyone else doing it's probably not. <laughs> right. Right. Um, huh. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're different. Yeah. They're different to you than they are about you. Yeah. Sort of. Huh? Yeah. It, when I, when I'm having a good moment, I'm like, this is the fucking way that I ought to be living. Right. And then when I'm having a bad moment, I'm like, are they all right? Right. You know, about <laughs> me, maybe yeah. they are. Uh, I like Boston. That's yeah. a cool place. Yeah, I liked it out there. I've only been there once, but I we scored on weather, and it was just like yeah. such a yeah, it's a cool town. such a dope place. Yeah. Um. What? So tell me about this. What's What's hard for you? Yeah, in the van, I thought like it was. I was shocked how I consider myself like an extrovert introvert, but I'm really comfortable with like how so. What does that like, mean? Like so. I being around like big groups of people that I don't know are hard for like, mm-hmm. like right now I'm like easily talking to you, easily talking like, sure. like the YouTube video. But if I'm like at a new party, like I'm going to like stand in the corner and like be yeah. the person I know. And it's really draining. Like when I leave those situations, I feel like I need like time to recover uh-huh. from it. So I was like, I can force myself to be talkative, but I'm not someone that gets like charged up around energy from other people. Yeah. Um, and so this summer, like I had so much time alone mm-hmm. that I was like, this is just like my personality. I still have people on the phone, but I realized that I really miss like in-person connections. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a ton of like Idaho, Montana. I would work all day long and then go for like 10 mile hikes or something on my own. And I was like, I love hiking. I was like, when I'm with someone else, it's like distracting me. I'm like, that's like a time for community. And so I just, I just, I don't know. A lot of times this summer I was like, man, I'm like really effing lonely. Yeah. Um, which was interesting to find out. And I'd like hear people like laugh out in the distance. Be like, I'm talking to people every day, but I'd like to be sharing this experience with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was challenging. And then otherwise, I think when I was working like a set hour jobs, I hadn't told my company what I was doing. I just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I blocked people on social media. <laughs> um, that I worked with just so that I was like, I didn't know it's a Midwest company. And so I was like, they don't really understand like the whole sure. living in the van thing. And I didn't want to create an image around it. And so having to like stress around finding like solid reception, you know, mm-hmm. like eight to five every day. And then like, I wanted to like see more and I was traveling. So then finding like camp spots that were safe and secure mm-hmm. on top of that, 
I was like, wow, this is a lot more tiring, a lot more work. Like everyone thinks I'm on like this big road trip vacation, mm-hmm. but you're having to like figure out this lifestyle and maintain work. And then I'm wanting to enjoy and see the area. I'm like, I'm not sleeping enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those are the two things that were like a little more shocking or challenging. In uh-huh. it. But otherwise I was, how do you fix that? Yeah. So, um, what's the, the community aspect? Like I found, um, so Jared, he and I actually, it's funny. Like I met him. He was talking to a friend I was with in July on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. And he and I like met through her like mm-hmm. phone conversation. And we met for the first time the other night, but we've been like talking for months, like on the phone, like we'll like call each other going down the road. Yeah. Um, and so finding just like the commonalities between people living this lifestyle and being like, man, this part sucks. This one doesn't. And being able to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I laugh. I have a friend in Phoenix that was like, I hadn't heard from you on text forever. Like we only talked through social media. I'm like, well, that is texting to me. Like mm-hmm. I DM people all the time yeah. and like, just like Alexa that was with mm-hmm. us the other night. I've talked to her since May as well. I hadn't met her yet. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. So it's so weird, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I met, uh, you know, I've hung out with Jared a, a handful of times. I love yeah. that fucking guy. And like, I met Megan, Yep. uh, in March or May or one of those in months, uh, up in this, this meetup thing. Okay. But like, it's so weird that you can make such good homies yeah. with people's that you, you, people that you don't really right. even know that well. Yeah, you know, um, that's one of the beautiful things about social media. And I think there's also there's a special van thing mm-hmm. that like I've decided that the thing about us that's the same. Some people are hikers and trail yeah. runners and surfers and bikers and. Uh, and rock climbers and stuff. But the, the real commonality is that these are people who are happy to push themselves out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know? And as a result of that, we're sort of, I, th- I feel like we're, we're clued in, we're keen to other people's needs without mm-hmm. them asking, you know? Yeah. Um, that's just, well, that's my, my hang up about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's super cool that like y- you have that same experience. Of, yeah. Which, like, and like through that, people. like by reaching out, so, like there was a guy that I'd just been, I was like really intrigued. I saw when he came through Phoenix and mm-hmm. like started following like in the van and be like, so I hosted ton, like tons of couch surfers at my house last okay. winter Cool. and a lot were coming through in vans. And I was like, this would be like, they like kind of like got me thinking on yeah. it. And then, um, started following a guy that was going to be in Moab when I was there. So I'd reach out and I was like, what are the rules on parking? Like I just bought a van. I'm uh-huh. coming through Moab. And he's like, Hey, if I'm still there, like I'll like, like show you the ropes kind of. And he created like a DM group, kind of like what Jerry did to like get us all over for like, sure. YouTube the other night. I'm like, here's coordinates. We're all going to camp out here tonight. Whoever's in the area, show up, invite anyone else, you know, that's yeah. like nomadic, like they can have truck camp or whatever. If they're like in the uh-huh. area, invite them along. And it's so, like met people through that. And then like that branched off and met people. And so ironically that same friend was on the east coast when i was out there and i'd message him being like nice hey if you're gonna be in the air like let's meet up he wasn't but he started a new group of like new england van lifers and it was oh, anyone that killer. was in the area and so we'd all message like hey i'm hiking in the adirondacks this weekend or like i'm gonna hike this hike if anyone's like within an hour like let's meet up mm-hmm. and so like i've met friends through that and so just using those connections of like another friend I met in Moab this time, like he'll like randomly be like anyone within four hours, like let's do like a big meetup and like camp out for the weekend. And Killer. then you meet like more and more people and there's and like informal van gatherings. Yeah. And so I think building community that way and then just even putting on like 
I use Instagram a ton to connect with people. Like, hey, I'm going to be in this area. Like, hit me up if you uh-huh. want to like, get together and hike or yeah. something. We were... Here, I need to restart this before yeah. it stops. Um, so, when we did... Colette and I did this... Uh, Inspin. <laughs> uh, did this big road trip this uh, this fall. Yeah. La- late summer, fall. And I was blown away by the support of people on Instagram. Yeah. Like this this podcast has a few listeners. Yeah. And the people who listen to it continue to listen to yeah. it. And I was like, oh shit, man. I've really been doing podcasts every week and I want to mm-hmm. keep doing it, but I don't know anybody in XYZ locations sure. and stuff. And wh- that's what we would do. We would just be like, we're here in this area for and we were on a tight timeline like yeah. we were not in towns for except for new york and chicago we weren't in towns for more than a couple of yeah. days and people came out of the woodwork they were like and they weren't even the people i never i never got anybody directly okay. right yeah. it was like people who um listen to the show would be like i'm not there but i know this person yeah. who's there and that's that's so cool yeah. um do you use any apps for any of that stuff or is it just like yeah. little networks on because the van life app right, right which i subscribed to this yeah. year it's not working the way that it ought to yeah for some for some reason or another yeah yeah i've met the like the two couples that like are working to create it and i haven't subscribed to it yet because i, I think i don't know why i haven't yet but I use, like, when looking for campsites, I'll use, like, iOverlander or yeah. campsites.net or Campendium uh-huh. and then just use Instagram. Otherwise, I I don't know. Like, I don't know what my hang-up is around. I, I feel like meeting people through Instagram, I have a feeling for their personality maybe a little bit beforehand. Because there's this, all this history of, of, yeah, of stuff. Yeah, something where I'm like, at least I kind of know yeah. who I'm, like, hanging out with for the night or meeting up to go with, like, uh-huh. a dinner. That was the weird thing for me. This is a fucking complete tangent. But, yeah. Um, and I... I love Bree and Lacey and Jess and Mike. Yeah. I know those guys, they're super cool. The app just hasn't gotten where it needs to go. Right. And I'm afraid that the reason is because you have to pay for it. Yeah. And, and so there just aren't as many people on it. But right. the difference between that, when you see somebody on the on the Van Life app, it has a list of questions that they've answered. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Whereas if, of course, you can scrub stuff from Instagram. Yeah. But I can see what you did two years ago, right. right? And that was the thing for me about like, uh, about internet dating. Yeah. When I did it several years yeah. ago, I was like, I don't buy a vacuum without looking at the reviews. Right. I can find a woman on the internet yeah. too, but the problem is there's no vetting, right? right. Like, I don't know who you know. Yeah. I don't know that you're not nuts or right. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the same sort of thing. You can yeah. you can look in somebody's Instagram feed and sort of see where they've been, yeah. and what they've been up to. And I feel like, and if people use stories, you kind of see their personality through like uh-huh. the stories and stuff too. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like we'll jive. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna meet up and go hike 10 miles with somebody. And like we have nothing in common. It's gonna be like maybe I mean I can usually talk to whoever, but it could be like a long ten mile hike. Yeah. Like, oh, we have nothing in common or Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I do like I need to like look at it again. Like I really wanna support the Van Life app and I just I don't know, for whatever reason haven't actually like jumped on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Oh shit, I had something really good a second ago. <laughs> oh, 
Um, don't, don't ever answer a question that you don't want to answer. Okay. Um, you've mentioned divorce several times in this podcast. Yeah. Do you think that your relationship with the van has anything to do with that? With the divorce? Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. So it was interesting when I was in Moab, um, Josiah, like one of the friends I was with there, Josiah Q looked over and he was like, what, like, what are you doing in a van? Like, why are you in a van? Yeah. I was like, I just, I was like, I did a road trip in my car and like tent camp last summer. I'm like, I want to see, like, mm-hmm. like the States are beautiful. I want, want to see more of the U.S. And he's like, okay. He's like, so you broke up with someone last year. Ooh, <laughs> snap. He got you. <laughs> and I was like, by the way, you seem to be really good at meeting people. So I'm yeah. coming at you yeah. with recommend for recommendations yeah, for, for the sure. podcast. Yeah. But carry on. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I did get divorced. And I was like, but that doesn't have anything to do with this. And he was like, welcome to the land of misfit toys. He's like, we all have something here that oh, we're like shit. working through. <laughs> um, and so like, I think I've told people like my relationship with my ex was very, I'm like a, a major people pleaser. Yeah. Um, and always was very like, I started off college as like an art major. And I was like, I want to like, I'm fine. I'm embracing my weirdness. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. And then I met somebody that was, like, in the military and very much, like, checked the boxes of, like, uh, this is how life is done. And I became, like, the corporate working pencil skirt wearing, like, mm-hmm. pearl wearing army wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so this has been, like, finding finding myself in my – because we met when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're together for 14, 15 years. Oh, wow. It's, so, like, my, like, you know, whole, like, adult life. And so yeah. this has been, like, a whole, like, oh, I'm, like, having my early 20s and finding myself in my mid-30s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think in some ways it has to do, like, I wouldn't obviously have done, that was not a lifestyle he would have been interested in sure. um, at all. And so I wouldn't be doing that had I been married still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was, like, a push of, like, looking at life of, um, you can plan all you want for life, but you really don't know what's going to come mm-hmm. around the corner. And I just growing up in the Midwest, everyone's like, oh, when like the kids graduate, when I retire, like I'm moving to a better climate or like everyone's like, I'm only going to work this job until this day. And I've just spent my life watching people wait for what they want in life. And I have no desire to do that, especially seeing how life doesn't go according to plan. Uh So getting divorced pushed me to like really start just embracing whatever I want to do and try to stop being a people pleaser. You don't have kids. Mm-mm, okay. No kids. Um, and so like, yeah, like just jump right in do what scares you. The things that like mm-hmm. hurt oftentimes like build better experiences. And mm-hmm. that's part of like the business I want to build is kind of off the thought of mind of like, you don't fully know like the like heights of what joy can have unless you know the depths of sorrow. And it's like the two emotions that can like, kind of see it's like, if you don't know what being scared is like, or like comfortable, like all these different things that being in a van like pushes you to really see like what's important in life and who are you and what's Dude, important. I got so <laughs> excited about getting rid of shit when yeah. I moved into the van. I'd be half drunk sitting in the van like that pair of pants is going. Yeah. Dude. I hate that. <laughs> You're fucking out. Dude. Right. Um, and I, I completely feel you like I'm happier than I've ever been right now. Yeah. But I think that I'm only able, at least for me to be here because I've been so fucking heartbroken yeah. and depressed so many yeah. times, you know? Which is interesting, which is part of, like, what I want to talk to people about if I get my business take off is so many people I've met in vans have either, like, had their heart broken, they got cancer at a young age, a parent or a significant other passed away. And it's all this crap that forces to be like, I don't want to live life waiting for tomorrow. Right. But, like, why does the rest of America and the world have to, like, 
like, why do you have to have something traumatic or big or scary happen to force you to like live right. like happy? So I'm like, how do you help people see like you can choose happiness and you can choose like the non-conventional get there non- without the hurt, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, this is. I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, your your story and your aspirations for this business remind me of this dude when I was living in Hollywood. Yeah. Which was a wonderful experience. Um, I used to shit on LA all the time, yeah. but it's fucking awesome. Uh, there's a guy up there who like made a little viral uh, dent at one point okay. because he's a people walker. Okay. Right? And he would put <laughs> signs up around Hollywood. Yeah. He's this guy with a beard and you pay him yeah. to go on a walk with you. Yeah. And you go hike up in Griffith Park or whatever. Yeah. And it's just an opportunity for you to like open up yeah, and say whatever the shit you want to, yeah. you know? Um, and that sort of sounds like your, yeah. your gig to me. Yeah. Right? I think just like the raw vulnerability. So when I was hosting couch surfers, I'd love it. People would, like roll on it like nine or 10 at night mm-hmm. and you'd have a night together. They'd sit down on your couch, like open a like, bottle of wine or something. And all of a sudden you're sharing like all your shit. Like it's just yeah. all out on the table. There's no yeah. small talk. There's no uh-huh. whatever. I mean, kind of like you and I are doing right yeah. now. And I was like, I love this. Like, I love the openness uh-huh. of this community. And I think by like sharing things that like we've all like been hurt by and overcome in different perspectives, like you just, I don't know, like people want to live like in this like perfect, like my life looks perfect. Like mm-hmm. everything's great. And I was in that place at one point and your like relationships are like much more shallow because of it. Mm-hmm. And like everyone thinks that they're alone going through mm-hmm. tough shit and everybody, like everybody at some point is going to go through something. Like if we would all just talk about it yeah. and like normalize it. Um, I think the world can be like a much happier place for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I love the idea of just being able to like, for me, at least like you get out on the trail and like, I always joke with like, a friend I hike with, well, like you never know what conversation is going to come up. Like you don't have to be making eye contact yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. This is real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a really good time. Um, one season, winter season, I was like, totally heartbroken yeah in los angeles and i lived fortunately i lived right next to griffith park okay and i would take myself this is before the dog and everything yeah. i take myself on hikes okay i eat a little edible yeah and just like work my shit out right yep. when your heart's pumping it works yeah. better and there's something about that eye contact thing yeah. you said right if i don't have to look at you yep. i might tell you what's actually yeah. i mean eye contact is cool right. but i might I might tell you some shit that I might not otherwise yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 I, um, when I started dating last year, I was doing the online dating thing and uh-huh. I was like, what's your app? Uh, I used Bumble and Tinder and then I tried hinge. Okay. <laughs> and I tried something else. The league maybe. Um, I don't know. I forget those ones, but I, I would like ask guys, I'm like, do you want to like meet up to hike? Cause I was like, I don't have to sit across the table. I don't have to put on makeup. Right. I don't have to like, pick out an outfit or something like we can just hike. I'll see if they like nature and I don't have to like look at them face to face and answer small questions about mm-hmm. myself. Um, and I love doing that, but my friends are like, uh, you're meeting random guys out to hike. I was like, I meet them at main trailheads. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, something about like, I think like hiking, like and just movement in general and being outside, like you can feel like safer being like raw or vulnerable or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, still regret this this is crazy because i never i didn't have a connection with this girl yeah um but i when i was also living in la and the only time that i really was on like an internet dating thing yeah uh this woman 
was like, let's go on a night hike. And I was like, I don't know about this. And so I asked my friends and they were like, no, dude, her ex-boyfriend's going to axe murder yeah. you in the middle of the night. And so I didn't. And instead, we went and had drinks at some sterile bar yeah. that both of us had all, all been to right. a million times or whatever. And it was whack. We yeah. might have had a better date yeah. if I had said yes to that thing yeah. because she wasn't going to kill me. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but everybody told me no. The same people who think that I'm homeless. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, when I started hosting Catch Rivers last year, my friends, like, who've known... It's funny because my friends and family are like, you're still the same Angela we've always known, but you're also completely... You're living a completely different lifestyle. Right. But yet you haven't, you haven't changed. So it's like an interesting perplexity, but... I went from being like super type A and like everything goes by the book and like huh. this is how life works to being like, hey, just thought I'd let you know like this, there's this app called Couchsurfing I signed up for and this guy is going to like come to my house tonight. Like here's his name and like his picture just in case something happens. They're like, what are you doing and who are you? And, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm getting to know people. I'm like loving on the human experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. But, but yeah, I had a lot of this year of like, who are you? Like we totally know who you are, but you keep surprising us. Were you type A for him? Um, I think, so I, I still think I am type A, but I was, um, I think he just had such a more like, um, I don't know the right word, not narrow view of it, but like he just had a, such a view of like, this is the way the world is and this mm-hmm. is the only way it is. And I was a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, yeah, like, I think I'm happy I can fall in that category as well. Yeah. And I just didn't like dare myself to like, look like what that would look like outside mm-hmm. of like what if I tried this or what if I tried that? Like it just wasn't part of my worldview. I was like, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense. Um, No, it totally makes sense. Of course. Yeah. I, um, I got into it with my dad a little bit. Like he's always been a really, uh, he's always been a really like, by the book successful sort of dude yeah right and you know uh he i wouldn't say duress but he coached me into playing yeah. golf when i was a kid okay and yeah. and going to law school and yeah. stuff because i am clever enough to do that yeah. stuff and over email i think it was an email we got into it and i was like dude i love you man like let's let's be cool and he said to me he was like in a lot of ways you're doing what i wish i had yeah. done and i got stressed out a couple of weeks ago because finances were getting weird yeah you know and i need needed to start working again because yeah. i took about five five months off this yeah year. but then i was like dude i've been to like 30 some states in the yeah. last year right you know, in four Canadian provinces, yeah. I've seen so much crazy shit. Right. It's like the the people who are living that perfect American mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. I had as much vacation this year as most of them have yeah. in half of their career. Right. And so I'm ready to die. You yeah. know what I mean? Like anything, <laughs> anything cool that happens, yeah. like this conversation, is right. just fucking cream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I yeah, don't know. it's it's been interesting, like watching. Um, I love your sweater, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when I got when I got laid off, I called um, my brother right away, and and all my siblings. I mean, my family like really values education and really values like 
career and aspirations and and whatnot but they've just my siblings have really just embraced what I'm doing which I love yeah. but it's not at all their lifestyle and, and they're all like big wig corporate America uh-huh. and, and my brother's sitting there at his office where he like makes crap ton of money and he was like that's awesome Angela I mean like you could just be a waitress on the road and like he like, yeah. just doesn't care and he's supportive of it and I I love that that they're embracing that with me because I think it helps um it's like I started off college as an art major it's like I'll be like an art and music therapist I want to help people like I have a heart for helping people my dad the whole time was like how are you gonna make money as an artist like really what's the plan mm-hmm. and so I didn't get into the art program initially and I was like well the only other way like small town kid I was like how else do you help people and make money I was like I'll be a doctor. I suck at science, but I'm right. going to be a doctor. So like I did like the pre-med thing and like tried to get into med school. And like, that was like a whole show of like wait listing and whatnot. Um, but it was just like one step after another, like, well, I want to do this, but what should I do? Like what mm-hmm. is expected of me? And like, what's the safe route? Mm-hmm. And, um, the, and I think it just like stifled who I, who I was or who I could be of like mm-hmm. trying to like always do that. And so I have appreciated that while for some of my family, like the MBA from like, Berkeley or Harvard and like this track is perfect for them and like mm-hmm. working a big big corporate job is great they're also like cool if you want to like be a waitress and live in a van do it mm-hmm. <laughs> how many siblings do you have I have three siblings and okay. then like basically consider um, they're all married so like six siblings essentially with yeah. my um, in-laws there uh, but yeah they're just all super supportive of of that which I know I shouldn't need if I'm trying not to people please but it's helpful to like have people that validate it's so important yeah. You know, like, and that just back to the stigma of the van thing, yeah. like, I think about this all the time. It's like, I have, in a sober mind state, yeah, used all of my capacity, all of my intellectual capacity yep. to make the decisions that I've made. Yeah. And I am where I am because I think it's cool. Right. But if the wrong people shit on my decisions, right. I still feel bad. Right. And I don't understand that, yeah. but it's real, yeah. you know? That's what I was joking at. I was Come like, on. I feel from afar, I feel like really supported and like um, good with my decision. And then like 4th of July, I showed up with at my family's and I like- Where is this? In Missouri. We all okay. meet up like at a lake in Missouri. And uh-huh. I like pulled up there with my 92 like shaky camper van that like bounces as you go down the road yeah, and like yeah, parked yeah. between like my brother's Range Rover and like his, his wife's Jaguar and I was like, like am I really good with this decision and then I'm like, like they're like where's that outfit from I was like Goodwill I was like a friend gave me that a friend was gonna get rid of these clothes and like I was like I, I'm solid in my decision I was like but when they're all like talking about ladies friends like your wallet's like really worn out and I was like that's fine it still works and I'm like your sunglasses are scratched I'm like but they work mm-hmm. like, it's like just choosing like a like a more frugal lifestyle is is different too in comparison of what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. and so i think like for if they were constantly like i just don't think this is worth it or like you're crazy it'd be harder yeah but instead it's me second guessing myself like seeing their material mm-hmm. things and being like will i be like if i stay on this track am i okay living this lifestyle long term so i would need to be rich to the point of boredom yeah before i bought a jaguar yeah <laughs> you know what i mean no offense to right. your sister-in-law or whatever right. but like uh that's a that's a lot man yeah yeah it's just and, and that for them i mean what um that's kind of you know that's kind of where some of my siblings are at or at the point they're not rich to the point of boredom but they're to the point of like we don't have enough time off to enjoy more of the money and so like we have more than we know what to do with with the limited amount of vacation we right. have um right and so my so my dad with me losing my job he keeps being like 
like, what are the prospects like? like? What have you found out there? And you know, if you get an, if you get an offer for January 1st, you probably should just take it, even if it's not what you want. And I can be like, dad, I'm not going to take a job out of fear. Like I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. I'll look at other positions that aren't my own business. Like I'm trying to manifest a part-time with health benefits <laughs> through a company yeah. and part-time on my own, um, to get started. But I'm like, I, I don't want to take a job just to take a job. I yeah. was like, I was with my company for 11 years. I was in a marriage for 11 years that both like felt good, felt safe, but they weren't like, I didn't have the same excitement I have about like being in a van or mm-hmm. like starting my own business. I'm like, I don't really want to like live the mediocre life just to be safe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what's next? What's the, I mean, I, I completely believe that you ought to pursue this uh the, what are you doing bud <laughs> what is it what do you have to i i think that you're totally uh qualified and, and capable to do this this <laughs> this tripping business yeah um but what's the next stop it hey what's the next um What's the next new thing? Yeah. Do you, do you have your eyes on an, on another uncomfortable situation? Um, I don't know if like, yeah, if what else can push my like comfort zones yeah. there. I know because that's all what I'm I get really excited about that into that. Um, I think for me, one of the big things right now is I met a guy this summer in uh, July that we're um, like dating. He's my boyfriend now. And like, nice. The I love you's just happened. Like that's Ooh. all like really exciting, but also super terrifying after yeah. seeing the relationship that didn't go as expected yeah so i think that in itself is like i've been saying i was like okay i was like all about this summer like leaning into like what scares me with hiking and camping alone and backpacking alone and now like a relationship is what i'm like trying to like lean into and not run from because that can be scary and like yeah sure like like, should we do the boyfriend girlfriend is like that where we're at and i was like thinking like yeah but i was like i also kind of like grab the truck handle and like roll out the door and be like because boyfriends mean breakups Mm -hmm. and breakups mean broken hearts um and so just trying to like have the like live in the present moment like this could be a really great thing and if you run from it you don't know what might come so my story relationship wise is very different from yours yeah i'm sort of like a serial monogamist who's never actually gotten married yeah and so i've dated a bunch of people and the thing that i always tell colette is that the only reason that i'm capable of having her Mm -hmm. is because i've been shit on so many times you know what i mean and like I'm not scared of losing her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love her super big time. Yeah. But I'm only, I'm only able because I've been fucked up. So where is he? In Idaho. Okay. Yeah. So he travels a lot for work. Um, and so like, that'll be something to figure out as I thought, I was like, Oh, I'll be sitting like the, some, like the winter in the Southwest where it's like nice and warm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, he's up where I don't want to be in a van full time, Yes, but travel so much. So I'm like, will there be areas we can meet? And so I think that'll be something for us to figure out is I think it's, um, not the great time of year for it weather wise to like be in the van together, but like taking that step eventually. Mm -hmm. Can we try We've only been in like a week at a time with different like stints together in the van. Okay. So. And that was fine, probably. Yeah, it was great. great. Like, it was actually wonderful. Everyone's like, how are you guys? Like, are you fighting? Like, are you like not enjoying your time together? I was like, no, like, we're actually having, like, it was wonderful um, to be in there together. It was just space wise. The way that my van was set up, I was like, okay, we have like some stuff to get rid of Uh and like maybe get some roof rack or like backdoor rack or something for storage um just since he's a like he's a photographer videographer so he comes with a lot of equipment yeah yeah sure <laughs> of course. um 
But no, I think like that's part of it. I'm also, I, I think what scares me is not jumping right into a corporate career with like a paycheck that comes every two weeks. And mm-hmm. so trying to do my own business and part of that, like I want to get like the yoga teacher, like do my yoga teacher training. Um, so I'm looking at programs in like India or Thailand or something to go over for like a month or, or more to do. And I know that on its own is going to come from like family and some friends of like, okay, like your severance has got to be up by this point. Like, what are you doing for mm-hmm. a paycheck? And I'm like, I'm just going to try to like live off of Airbnb and like figure out what I can do with like wellness coaching and, and freelancing and yeah. figure that all out. So I wonder about that a bunch too. Like, cause I've made a wide variety of different amounts of money, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And sometimes I get down on myself for not getting more money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But I, uh, I think that that's another one of those things that we just have like mm-hmm. programmed into us by years and years of, right. of experience and shit. Like you can live off of not very much money, yeah. especially if you, if you figure a couple of tricks out, yeah. I should make sure that he's not yeah. eating a child. <laughs> so this is a trick. <laughs> this is a trick we always play on our guests. It's the, there's not really a podcast. We just like try to get three minutes of somebody sitting in the van alone trying to what figure out what to do i was like do i talk to the camera like spin saw some birds and took off yeah. um, what else is there tell me some stuff yeah about what i don't know um where were we talking about what's next as far as scaring, scaring oh, my pants yes. off. Oh, yes. Yes, the boy. <laughs> yeah. The boy. We, Colette and I, uh, don't have a storage unit. Yeah. We have a couple of little things scattered around some friends and family's houses. Okay. And she still has a Prius. Yeah. Which is her closet. Okay. You know? Yep. Um, but apart from that, the two of us are like... Yes, you're disgusting too. We're kind of gross, you know? It's like... Yeah. Um, She's been... She went up to the library to go write a children's story. Yeah. Right before you got here. And we're going to be really excited to see each other. Yeah. You know? And so I fully recommend um, trying the van with the dude. Yeah, it was Is fun. he prepared for it? I think so. It's funny. Has he done it? He so just like the week with me, but he's always wanted to live in the van. Yeah. So it's fun to do it. So I like that he's already been intrigued by the, yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but I met a friend this summer. Um, I don't know if you know Anna French, Spin the Globe Project is Mm-mm. her handle. I met up with her and went hiking in New Hampshire, and she had just met a guy in July, and they, by like August, were living in the van together and traveling. Oh, around. wow. So he has his own van. So like, if logistics don't make sense to like come back from one of their vans, they'll carry a van. But mm-hmm. every day, every night, they're, t- they're together. And watching them together, I was like, okay, I should like lean into this. Like, it's okay. Like everything, I spent two weeks with Micah's family when I first met him because my van was having issues and like flooded. And okay. so he helped me like replace all the floors and everything. And his dad owned the, like a water restoration shop to like recover the floors from my van. Um, and those two weeks felt like four or five months of dating because when you're dating mm-hmm. with like a busy job and like you guys don't live side by side together, 
you're maybe seeing each other for like a couple hours, like a couple times a week right. or something, and like right. it's slow get to know you. Whereas like I met him, like I hadn't showered for eleven days, and like my house was flooded, and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. all my stuff was soaking wet, and things smelled like old mildew. And it's so, like he met me like in this stressful situation of like guard is down, and yeah. um, and so Anna and I were talking about like meeting somebody when you live in a van is like speed dating for like real life or something or like mm-hmm. I can't remember what she called it but we were just laughing about how like you really quickly get to see whether or not somebody's gonna work work for you yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think I he seems like excited about the prospect this last weekend when we were together we were talking through like okay what changes would need to happen in the van to like fit both of our stuff comfortably and mm-hmm. like not end up um, totally on, to- on top of each other but it's funny to see, like, for some couples, it really, like, I had a friend that was dating somebody, and they went on, they, they shared the van for, like, a week together at the same time I was doing that with Micah, and they're like, oh, we're at each other's throats, we had to, like, come back early, like, we wanted to, like, tear each other's hair out, where he was like, how, you know, like, how are things with him? I'm like, great, like, we didn't fight the whole time, like, we loved every part of, um, like, loved every part of being together, and, like, the whole yeah. time we were just like, okay, like, we've got to move shit around, like, we have to shuffle around, and there's, like this one space that like doesn't have mm-hmm. belongings in it but like it was great and it was fun to like be together constantly yeah. and like working side by side in silence and then exploring together and uh-huh. so that's the th- big one of the biggest challenges for us yeah. and i think it's just because we're both like really distractible people yeah but, like it's really hard for us to sit here and do shit yeah you know because yeah. like the dog's a maniac and yep and we're more interested in what the other person has to say than the thing that we're trying to accomplish or whatever yeah we found that um it would be helpful my dog mister and i would stay in the van in like a parking lot connect to wi-fi and then he would go into the coffee shop and work or something actually physically by each other and like texting (laughs) but i was like okay we're not in the same space Uh my i don't have solar with my van yet so that's something i need to figure out and so his like MacBook was like killing all of my like little like charging devices I have. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I don't have a power solution for two people yet, so I have uh-huh. to figure that out. Do you so, have an isolator or something on your? On yeah. Your so battery? I have like a second, like I have a house battery. Uh-huh. Um. So I have two batteries under the hood. Um. And, but I, it's just like, um, what would that be called? Like the car like adapter right. power. And so like I have like the cigarette lighter like with the. DC adapter that plugs into uh-huh. it, um, but that'll drain down after like after a day or something. So like if mm-hmm. we both have something big to work on, and with him doing a lot with like videography, he's got to be around like a better internet connection yeah. to upload stuff. Right, but, that's a big challenge with the podcast. Is like yeah. the video, you got to go exactly. get a proper proper Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, this crowd that you um that you were in Moab with. Yeah. Did you guys caravan? That's something that I haven't done yet. Yeah. I got a bunch of friends in the van community and they're all here right now and it's yeah. super cool, but I've never like traveled with a group of people. Yeah. So we didn't from Moab. We would like go do our own things during the day and then someone would drop coordinates. We'd all meet back up at night. Oh, okay. Um, but when I left the van um, festival, Open Roads Fest in McCall, Idaho, a group of six of us left together and like caravaned to like a hot springs and nice. like, hung out and then the next day like caravaned on. And then just one girl and I, um, Sloan, like continued on to like Boise together. I've met her. I know okay. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sloan was how I met Jared because I was like, yeah, they're homies. And, like, yeah. Boise with Sloan and she was on speakerphone with Jared. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just, uh, that was like the main experience with it. And then otherwise, um, like when I hiked with Anna and Ryan out in New Hampshire, we like met in a parking lot and like caravan, like to like another camping spot. So uh-huh. we're like, okay, we don't know like when we'll have reception past this point. So 
Do you ever do any stealth camping in your van? It seems pretty obvious. Yeah, right? I haven't. So, and that's where I'm so confused by. So, like my friend, I'm staying with her in Bunker Hill, and there's a camper van that looks very similar to mine that's been parked on the street, but they just moved last night. But they don't have any of their like visors up or anything. I was like, so how do you know if someone's just parked on the street or if they're parked and living in their vehicle? Because mm-hmm. um, I was. Like, I've done that in, too, in Denver visiting friends. Like, I've stayed in their apartment, but my van's been outside. I'm like, so how is someone to know, that, like, I'm in the van versus not? Mm-hmm. And so it, it encourages me at times. Like, I should try self-camping more. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, I dread, like, getting woken up by a knock at night telling me to move on. Right. Like, I can't be there, like, the ticket or something. So I haven't done it that often. Yeah. I tend to, if I'm in cities and I'm having a hard time finding a place to park, I'll get on couch surfing. And I'll say, like... Hey, like I'm passing through my camper van. Like I don't need any access to your house, but I'm looking for like a safe and legal place to park. Can I park in front of your house tonight? And they'll no. do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I haven't tried that. That's sometimes a great idea. they're like, um, but we love meeting people. So if you need to do laundry or take a shower, and I'm like, even better. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, it's worked great. out great. And like people are just so like intrigued by that couch living community. I feel like it's so similar to in, like the van community. Sure. Um, that people have been like willing to help out or like, well, you can't, like I have guests here with cars in front of my house, but like so-and-so has like an alley that you can stay in or something Yeah. that I just know I'm not going to get, be like knocked on by somebody during the night. Right. Uh, That's cool. I'm going to yeah. try that just yeah. for the experience. Yeah. Not even the thing is about this van is that you can sort of park it anywhere yeah. just cause it doesn't look like much. Right. Um, but I might try that next time we're on the road just yeah. to, to go and see. I, cause I like meeting people. That's one good thing. The one, uh, beautiful thing about Colette and I are both like very, like, I want to talk to strangers. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and the two of us, uh, would probably enjoy that. Yeah. Cool. Well, is your, is your website live now? No, it's not live Will you yet. send me a link so yeah. that I can, I can share it on the For sure. podcast yeah. description when yeah, it does? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on the yeah. podcast. Thanks it was for a, having me. It was a um, great conversation. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's good cool. to talk more. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll come through when we, we'll go hiking when we're in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's what I told everyone. I was like, and if my house isn't rented, it can just be like a bunkhouse for all of the van. <laughs> I was like, everyone come through and do laundry at once. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> we don't, it's, it's so, that's another thing that's like a weird, uh, like shift in perception is that I'm not going to stay in your house. Yeah. You know, if I come over there, right. Unless I fly there. Yeah. I just want to stay in my home. Right. You know? Yeah. But I will totally take a shit in your toilet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my friend yesterday. She was like, you kept asking people where they're based out of like, what does that mean? And I, I was like, well, like some people like, they just like, they have jobs here. So they just like stay in the area. And she's like, so they have full-time jobs that they have to be around here for, but they just, live in their vans and like it should her mind is just like she couldn't grasp the concept yeah that's like, us we're here almost everyone, all the time right and she's like i thought everyone that lived in vans was doing it to like see the country or travel or to be outdoors and i was like no i've met a ton of van lifers that uh-huh. aren't even into the outdoors really yeah yeah we're city people <laughs> yeah cool all right i gotta go find that yeah, fucking dog sure. again <laughs> um i hope that you enjoy the youtube video of you just sitting in the van yeah <laughs> probably will send that to you but i won't upload it i thought about doing some commentary <laughs> you should have did you i no. hope you did I it's like out. a little easter egg in there for me <laughs> all right guys we did it that was episode 39 of from the van featuring angela mccurran 
Uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope that you did too. Thank you so much for sticking around if you've made it this far. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll have another episode for you next Tuesday.